You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I came here with just one drink, and that's all I got now, don't you think? That's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. It's another night at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana, and actually we haven't been here for a while. It's been, been a bit, a, been a dry spell here. At yeah, speakeasy. well, wasn't we've yeah at the speakeasy. Here. We've been out on the road and kind of we were at uh, third place a couple weeks ago. Then last week was the Gator Fry. So. Yeah. So I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, and we're the 15 side. Jeff Montag and Ruben Hunt from the 24 side. So before we go much further, you need to know that today is the word's birthday. Yay! So our friend Ann from Georgia Uh-oh. left a funny on our page uh, when I put a little thing about the word. So we now have theme music for the word. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. good stuff yeah, right there. So you need it to, to, you know, give me a one up or something so I can hit that before you start talking. You know, the oh, word, okay, all right. word up. When, Thanks, when Dan. When and we always appreciate you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I thought that w- that was pretty funny. That so. was good. When there's can anybody really name the the singers, the I group? Can't, I can't. No. I, I saw Ladies it, at I, table twelve. <laughs> Yeah, I have to the tell you, the song was word, word Mar- up. Margie said word. She said, "Was Margie looks at me and goes, she goes, is that Pee Wee Herman? Word, 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 word." <laughs> I said, "Nope, not it." Cameo was the name Cameo. of the group. Okay. So, you know, when you need to hear the word, there you go. So wasn't I, wasn't like in my genre until just now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm good. I'm good with it. So I'm guessing that was. 90s late 90s, 80s early 90s yeah. Yeah. late 80s yeah. yeah yeah you know it's, I, I've heard Fitting. it before but yeah I've, for, I've heard it before yeah so we had Gator Fry last week saw a lot of great friends absolutely um, great time good time saw people we hadn't seen for a while seen a lot of our listeners so it was awesome had some new people time. had some new people yeah. there it was great it was all good and of course good food yeah so absolutely my brother's keeper was the uh, group that played what a good job so one of brother. one of the songs that they wrote that ben's wrote uh actually he placed third place out of uh three thousand and some entries in songwriting contests for no christian kid. music so wow. yep. it's on their new album it's a great thing yeah, it's so a really good song yep. you get a chance to check them out it's my brother's keeper uh they're on facebook they're on the internet they're on Amazon, um, iTunes, the whole nine yards. Very so good. Pretty cool. Pretty good. Cool. Have a little fun here at my expense. <laughs> Better so, you than me. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, um, Mary, fortunately, was off work early. Uh, came home. 
to a house. Uh, well, first of all, she couldn't get the garage door opener to work. So she calls me and says, garage door opener's not working. And uh, then she couldn't remember the code to go through the other doors. There's key codes on them. She gets in, and it smells like smoke, and she opens the door to the speakeasy, and there's smoke in the speakeasy. Wow. She's on the phone with me, so I said, call the fire department. So the fire department comes. My dad comes down, and, and I get on the phone with the fire department because they said they can't find anything. And it, there's, by the time they get here, there's just a slight hint of you know, electric smoke. So I know something's wrong. Worst kind. <clears throat> so I, I, I told Mary, I said, have them go out and look at the, where the line comes in because it was a storm that day. So at the same time, they said, where's your meter at? And I said, it's on a pole out by where the chicken house is. So they went out, and sure enough, lemon come down. Uh, so we have an old service. It's an old uh, three-wire service, two hots, and a neutral, which is also the guide wire. Mm-hmm. So the limb came down and broke the guide wire. So now there were two hots and no service neutral. A lot of times that doesn't do a whole lot. Here it did. Um, it created a surge. Um, you guys have all probably seen the uh, power strip. That uh, if you have you seen the power strip? Really? I have. I looked at them. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually burnt up. It's crazy. Um, it burnt. Uh, one of our cases, our own microphones were in. It burnt the side of that. It's wow. we're fortunate it didn't catch on fire down here. And in fact, if they wouldn't, if Mary wouldn't have got here when she did, it probably would have. So yes, it was a blessing in a way. I yeah. Mean, it was terrible and a lot of. A lot of cost and aggravation, but still a blessing. That, yeah, so uh, some of the things that it did, and fortunately the power strip had nothing plugged into it. It was the first one in the line. The next thing in line was the power strip for the computer that all the uh, recording stuff's attached to. So fortunately, that power, first power strip caught on fire and threw the breaker. Uh, most of the breakers in there were arc fault breakers. It burned all of those out. It's, it did. Okay. Yeah, every arc fault breaker burned out. Um so I had the word here uh, the following night with a flashlight as we were changing breakers in the panel. And then anything that was plugged in on uh, that wasn't on arc fault, uh, all the LED lights burn out, um, refrigerator, microwave, some, a computer, TV, stuff in the barn burn up, uh, a little bit of everything. So it was, it was not a fun experience. So it just um, we're still scary. we're I mean, still finding about stuff. Burn water heater up. Burnt the uh, furnace. One of the furnaces up because everything's electronic nowadays. Right. So that surge, you know, it can't take a big surge. And those items weren't on arc faults, and it just burned them up. You know, here in the speakeasy, we got a lot of accelerant here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody was saying. If it would have actually caught yeah, fire, yes. they would have thought we set it because all the accelerant. So yeah. Uh, we were, you know, fortunate that way. Now we're dealing with insurance, which is so. The fir- very first day, the hot water heater was out. It burnt all the electronics out in it. So I immediately. And you cut, found out how? Well, there, I knew the hot water was out because the I couldn't get it to come on. Oh, yeah, that one was simple. I thought maybe you got in the shower. And no, it was that was a, <laughs> got that, a cold shower. Yeah, it's a. I it noticed a the water heater thing. sitting out there. You got to replace the water heater. Right? Yeah. So the next day, so I called. Um, Hurt and Elko, the company I use out of Batesville all the time, and I said, hey, uh, this is what happened. Any way you can get a hot water heater? And they weren't sure they had the right size in stock. And I said, well, if you don't, let me know because I've got contacts. Well, they did. Came out and replaced it. We have a 
not to go in a lot of details, but uh, insurance on the house and property is a different company than insurance for the contents. Um, has to do with the house being in a trust and sure. all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so that insurance company was ticked off that we had replaced a hot water heater without having it inspected, that it was actually out. So that's why it's still sitting out there. Hurt and Elko was going to take it with them. Yeah. And they said, no, you yeah. need to leave it there so we can look at it. There it is. So there it is. There it is. The next item they need to look at then was the furnace. It took them two weeks to get out here. The guy comes out um, and quite honestly really doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Takes him two hours, said, yeah, the furnace is burn up, the compressors burn up outside. <laughs> I said, good, I can replace it all. Oh, no, that's not how it works. You replace one part at a time. And so I said, well, we'll see about that. I've got a hurt and Elko schedule next week, and as far as I'm concerned, it all gets replaced. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Because the hidden damage of electrical problems is you just don't see it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Six I'm concerned. I'm yeah. concerned about the uh, other furnace in it. I mean, it's just I have something. You've weakened a lot of wires. It's possible. Yeah, so I'm I'm more concerned about uh, power boards, uh, circuit boards. So just now the contents that was simple. I mean, I wrote stuff off and they they didn't even want to see the stuff. I did have to have a repairman come out to uh, say yes, the refrigerator and microwave weren't working. So, uh, but. That leads me to my next thing. So I, we have a, a special size refrigerator. It's an oversized refrigerator. It's uh, 36 inches wide, and it's bigger than counter depth, so it sticks out. And we wanted to replace it with the same thing. So it's, if anybody knows, appliances right now are super hard to get. So found one. Actually, Home Depot had it, of all places. Yeah. Uh, so I, we bought it. Uh, paid for installation, paid for Holloway of the old one, and set up for an afternoon delivery on a Friday. So I already scheduled, took that Friday afternoon off. That would have been great, except for Thursday night, while I think we were with uh, Jeff and Robin, I get a text saying, your appliance will be delivered between 7 and 10 a.m. tomorrow. So here, I mean, I couldn't be here. So uh, Mary was here, and uh, I'd set up with my dad to come down. Before I start the rest of the story, I paid for delivery and installation. The first thing I hear is, uh, well, they can't do anything because the shutoff for your ice maker is not within three feet of the refrigerator. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot closer now. It's just underneath the floor. So right. I, being in construction, I've seen hundreds of uh, ice maker boxes that leak in a wall, and you never know about it. That's right. So I've got it in the floor joist right below. Well, they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't. So my dad comes down and he turns the water main off, so they can do that. The next thing was they wouldn't unhook the old ice maker uh, copper line that went to the ice maker. You're kidding me! And Mary's on the phone and got me on speakerphone, which probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> the guy goes. Sir, we got to reschedule because we have to have a plumber come out to unhook your ice maker. You're kidding me. I said, I paid for installation. Sir, well, we can't unhook your ice maker. I said, I bought a refrigerator with ice maker, and you're giving me a new ice maker hose, but you won't unhook the ice maker? No, sir, we have to have a plumber do that. Those of you you who know me know that I can get a little testy. (laughs) Yeah, you'll use that word. Yeah, so I got real testy, and so the guy gets his boss on the phone. 
Mary's got her phone with me on it. That guy's got his boss on the phone. We got speakerphone fights. Speakerphone. <laughs> and I said, what part of me buying a refrigerator, buying installation and delivery, don't you freaking understand? Yes. Unfortunately, that fre- word freaking, and I'm, I'm sorry, and I'm going to have to go to confession, but that's not the word I used. I was beyond ticked at this time. Yeah. And so my dad's there, so Mary goes, well, what if we unhook the water line? Is that, will that work? Well, yeah, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> so my 85-year-old dad unhooks the water line. While they're doing that, Mary looks up, and they're measuring the door of the house to get in. They get done unhooking the ice maker water line, <laughs> and they go to get the guys, and they're gone. They would have to remove the door to get gone. it in, right? And I hope I hope there's Home Depot delivery people listening. Yep, they disappeared. Disappeared. They didn't even say nothing? Nothing. Oh, wow. I thought they said something. No, left. no. Well, it gets better. It takes me about 10 minutes to get through. You know, they give you a customer service number, so right. I finally get through. And I said, there's an issue going on here. Your guy's left. And they said, hold on. Let me find out what's going on. So the lady comes back on and said, sir... Uh, they say that you refused delivery. Oh, wow. <laughs> Once again, I got a little testy. And, you know, my spiel was, look, I've been without a refrigerator for a week already. We have no refrigerator in our house, which isn't exactly the truth. But, have, but you know, and I said, how would you like it if it was your house and you didn't have a refrigerator? And it was within 50 feet of your kitchen. And they left. And I told Mary, I said, here's what's going on. We have an oversized refrigerator. It won't fit through the door unless they, they take the doors off. off. Yep. They didn't want to do the extra work. That's well, exactly. it gets even better. <clears throat> so I said, when can I get it? Can I get it back out here tomorrow? Oh, no, sir. We cannot schedule redelivery till it gets back in our yard. Oh. <laughs> so I said, wait a minute. You know it's coming back today, right? Well, yes, sir. You can't reschedule the delivery now? Well, no, it's not our policy to do that until it gets back in the yard. So I get a call back after about four supervisors get a call back. Sir, we got it rescheduled for Tuesday. I got What was Tuesday of this week? The 14th. 14th, which would have been a whole other week and a half. I said, you got to be freaking kidding me. You know, so then it's I get... It's in, in the truck. Yeah. And then I get another... You know, supervisor, and at six thirty, and I'm at the Masons meeting, eating. And at six thirty, I get a call, sir. This is what we've done for you. We're helping you out here. We've done for we've you. Done yeah. For oh, you. Wait, wait till you hear this, sir. We've got it rescheduled for Friday the tenth. I said, well, it's going to have to be in the afternoon. Okay. And this is what else we've done for you since you're without a refrigerator, and we don't want you to be. Uh, we've called your local Home Depot in Harrison, Ohio, and we have a, a loaner refrigerator there for you. <laughs> All, oh, yeah, it gets better. All you got to do is go pick it up. You can install it. When your new refrigerator comes, just load it up and bring it back to us. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a favor? And they got his refrigerator in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> in the truck, in the just truck. a few miles away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, obviously, we did not get... Uh, the loaner refrigerator. We it wait. gets better. Yeah, it does get and, better. Wait, what's that? And just wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> Fry, it was the Friday before Gator Fry. So I was off all day, and Josh, my son, took off as well. So we're both here. So here comes the truck backing in. I can hear it. I'm like, yeah. 
Should we get sound effects? Beep, beep, beep. Wait a minute. A big sound effect should have been. Well, that was down the road a little bit. Yeah, that was before it got here. So <laughs> the, the guy opens up the back. I'm standing on the front porch. The guy opens up the back of the door, and I can see in. And what I see in, I see our refrigerator with no packaging around it at all. It's completely been taken out of the packaging, which I think happened the, the last time. time they were here. Right. And it, that would have been fine, except that it was laying on, on its back on top of the hand truck, and it had fallen over. <laughs> And what makes it even funnier is I can see that, and a guy hops in a box truck and pulls the door down. <laughs> so he can lift it up without <laughs> it. So he opens the door back up, and it's standing up. Ta-da! <laughs> Did he do that? Did he go, ta-da? Nothing, nothing to see here. So, <laughs> it's standing up, but it's got a big dent in the back of it and on the side of it. So he goes, sir, sir, it fell over. I said, you know why it fell over? It's because you didn't have it freaking strapped. I can see the strap line. Oh, no, sir. It was strapped. You know, after we unload the last load, it must have shifted. I said, you didn't pay attention. There's no way. Those trucks, they got they got right. D they got hooks on straps, them all yeah. over. I said, you freaking. No, I won't say what he said. No, yeah. <laughs> so he says, sir, we'll go ahead and deliver this. I'm like, you're going to give me a refrigerator that's damaged? No, wait, sir. And, that, and at that point in time, I realized I was talking to the same guy I talked to the week prior. Uh. <laughs> I could tell. Because the week prior said, sir, why you do this to me? And I got the, sir, just listen to me. So it was the same guy. Uh. He goes, we'll leave this here and install it, and we'll order you a replacement. I said, okay, we can do that. So there's there's a couple problems, you know. Uh, these new refrigerators are not supposed to lay on their back. You right. know, old days you could do that and set them up for a while. And, yeah. But I wanted a refrigerator. We had guests coming in, staying in the house Shit. for gator fries. So they get it in the house. Well, first of all, they get to the front door, and he haphazardly just pulls a tape out. He says, sir, it won't fit through the door. So I knew they had done that before. Right. And so we have a 36-inch door, and the refrigerator is 35. Right. And something, but the problem it's is be tight. the door doesn't go 180. It stops at about 100 degrees. So, sir, we don't know how we're going to get that through the door. So, Josh is here at the time. I said, Josh, think we can help him with that? So, we take the door off the hinges. Guy's like, oh, amazing, so, amazing. Well, it gets better. <laughs> the delivery guy doesn't know you can take a door off. Yeah, it gets Two better. Screws. Boy, they don't have any tools. It's all the only tool they carry with them is the Allen wrenches to put on the handles. Oh my God! So once again, they get it in, and I have to hook the ice maker up. The copper lines, flare fitting. Big Bubba's plumbing service. Yeah, that's right. Big Bubba took care of it. So they go to push it in hole, and it won't fit. So here's two things, three things I know. One, I know since I installed the cabinets. It's, there's a 36-inch space there. Right. I know that, that refrigerator's 35 and a half because I specifically made sure they'd all fit. Tight fit. I also know that that refrigerator fell, and there's a big dent in the back corner that's so making it warm. stick out. <laughs> now it's 35 and 7 eighths. Oh, no, it was like 36. and a quarter. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they try like three times. Like, sir, it just won't fit. And I'm like, this can't be happening to me. So I said, well, you know why it won't fit? He goes, well, no, sir. It's just the wrong size. I said, no, there's a dent right here in the top corner. Can't you see that? It's hitting the cabinets. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know how we're going to get it in there. 
So we had a hammer, of course, from taking Big a hammer. hammer. Out. <laughs> I said, well, watch this. <laughs> whack. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> Slid right in. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Thinking that installation included, you know, putting shelves and everything in. I, yeah. They, they left, and Josh and I opened the refrigerator up, and there's all the shelves and everything all boxed up and taped up. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it all together, and so it works. But, you know, I was like, well, they handed me the paperwork to sign, and it had nothing on it about it being damaged. So I took a big black Sharpie, wrote, damaged in shipment, laying on floor of truck, expect replacement, and yeah. signed it. So I didn't hear anything Monday, didn't hear anything Tuesday. Wednesday, I was going to call. Well, I get a voicemail message. I missed a call. It says, this is GE delivery calling, and you're scheduled delivery for thursday has changed to next friday of your replacement damaged appliance <laughs> so apparently ge is bringing it out oh good so oh, <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say it's crazy 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 <laughs> it's nuts it's just sad though you know delivery guys are coming to deliver and they don't know you can take a door off Oh, to move something. I mean, if you watch the basic common sense of moving any piece of yes, refrigerator, especially refrigerators, because they're all typically barely fit or won't fit. And I mean, the first thing you do is two screws, the door pops off, and you go on. You know what? Big problem with with a lot of this stuff is is liability. Seriously, somebody got sued sometime. Yeah, absolutely. So they don't. Home Depot or whoever these contractors are, they don't want these guys trying to do anything out of the norm. Then don't sell liability. Don't yeah, sell, sell installations. Well, I don't. I don't disagree with that, but I'm telling you yeah. right now, that's you know. So they only have the tools they need to put the handles on because they don't want them using tools to do nothing else. Yeah. I replaced all my appliances earlier this spring, and I bought them from Best Buy, and I had them just deliver them. That's it. Nothing else. And I met them halfway in the driveway of my trailer and backed up and said, sit them on this trailer. I don't want you touching it. I'll install them myself. So normally, I, yeah. my, I buy my appliances from a place called Custom Distributors. They yeah. do all our commercial jobs. And those guys come, and they'll do whatever to get your appliance in. They, yep. they, they do it all. You walk in after they're done, bam, no problem. And I was expecting that. Yeah. You know, yeah, but that's again, why installation was only $25 yeah. from Home Depot. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But they should specify what it is. Especially when they're, you, they sold you an ice maker, a new yeah. hose right. for your ice maker. So, I mean, what would, what would they have done? I mean, if you weren't capable, if you're, you know, of doing the simple thing of yeah, turning I mean, a nut. Well, so like uh, to the point is some of their cu- customers are. 85 years old or they're exactly. single women that have you know or single men who or, just don't have single the men skill that don't have to, the mechanical aptitude to, to, to turn the tools to do that kind of right. stuff as opposed to a guy that's his whole career is around construction <laughs> and putting stuff together and t- taking it apart I, I the best part i think was the guy jumping up and slamming the door down he should have opened the door and went cool. ta-da yeah i mean so <laughs> it was like i couldn't believe it i mean i'm looking at it's laying on the on the on the bed of the truck with on top of the hand truck i'm like this this is this this can't be it can't be oh gosh i would so, i would like to know what he was thinking and doing in there when he slammed the door because if you close the door in one of those trucks it's dark you know he had yeah. one of those shit moments like oh man yeah i know but still 
was he? I mean, did he seriously think that no one would notice? Well, there's a big. I think if I, I honestly think if I hadn't been there and he hadn't seen me, they'd have tried to pass it off as. Oh yeah, they'd yeah. bang the den in. Yeah, and shipped you. Well, down. the one in the back you couldn't really because. It was about four inches around and pushed in about an inch. And that's one that really concerns me because I don't know what's back there. Sure, but right. installed, free- would you have noticed it? No, installed, you won't. You wouldn't have. But right. they'd have never gotten a hole because they wouldn't have been smart enough to bang the, bang the den out of the corner. <laughs> right. Well, if they'd have kept shoving it hard enough, something would have been. Yeah, it would have been the cabinets. <laughs> I got I got another speakeasy story i got to tell. I think some of you heard it. but Yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. cover this one. Yeah, so... We, my cousin uh, Rebecca and her family were in from Virginia several weeks ago and stayed at the house. And actually, timing was terrible because she called and said, "Hey, we're coming in. This is the only time we can come." It was a week we we're in the Keys, Jeez, right? But we did get to spend. Uh, three, she came on a Wednesday, right? And since our flight got delayed till Sunday, we <laughs> got an extra. We got day. an extra day in. But so we're down here. So there's a couple things that are happening. So uh, Phil from Texas was in and brought his cat because he was going to stay the entire week yeah. uh, to be with his cousins and hang out. So they were staying. He was staying in the one room of the speakeasy. Well, we knew there might have been a mouse back there. But we were thinking, hmm, this cat will take care of that mouse. Right. And here a couple days, and I think uh, like Friday night, we're down here in the speakeasy. And we're sitting at table 12. And Mary's sitting where she always sits. All of a sudden, she goes, what is that? And she's looking at the bar. And I see a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Running across the bar. (laughs) The next thing I see is Mary's hind end because she's done shot up the steps. (laughs) There's one thing my wife does not deal with, and that is mice. I tried to catch it with a cup, you know, upside down. Phil from Texas, uh, you guys, we're going to do a bourbon night with him. He is turned into a mixologist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he is. He was making drinks for everybody. And we ended up staying down here. We, I went upstairs for a while, but down here with all the kids, because there was quite a few here. When I say kids, all, mostly adult kids. Right. Uh, and we're sitting here. We're sitting at table 12. And I could see the bar. All of a sudden, I look up. There's that mouse again. I mean, we're carrying on having a good old conversation. And that mouse pops up. He's just out roaming around. So you remember those little chocolate uh, li- liqueur bottles? Yeah. It's got one stuck in its tooth, <laughs> and it's scooting along the top of the bar. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? So I go try to get it again. I can't get it. His ninja reflexes are yeah. a little slow. Did, My, he dr- did he drop the drink? He did drop the drink, uh, which led me to believe I think he's had a couple. Yeah. Because otherwise he wouldn't be up there. So I'm like, well, we'll get him later. I'm not kidding. Five minutes later, for those that don't know, we have these little bitty mini candy bars like Nestle Crunch and Crackle. Well, he's got Nestle Crunch in his mouth and he's scooting across the bar. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? So then I get a trap. So I put it in the middle of the bar and I put some chocolate in it. I'm like, we'll get him now. About 20 minutes later, I look up and there goes that damn mouse again. I'm like, What's going on? So I look at the trap, and it ate all the chocolate out of it. <laughs> so I put peanut butter in it. Came down the next morning. We have no more mice. It's all over. <laughs> but the, seeing that mouse with that bottle stuck in its tooth, <laughs> scooting across the bar. You should have got a photo of it. A video of that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Crazy. Uh, 
So we're going to take a break here. Before we do that, I forgot to ask everybody what they were drinking tonight. So wait a minute. Before we yes. get totally off of that, you know, I've heard of bar flies, but I don't know if I've ever heard of bar, bar mice. mice. But there we go. There you go. I, I guarantee you every bar you've been into, they got mice. Yeah. Just not like this one. You're, you're probably right. What are you guys drinking tonight? I'm on my Evan and Pepsi. But we're going to switch something. Makers and Pepsi. I'm Ooh. on uh, Buffalo Trace and Pepsi. So I cracked open a bottle that we bought at Yellowstone of Minor Case. So for those that don't know, Minor Case, it's Minor Case Beam. So he's the patriarch of both uh, part of the Dant family and the Beam family. So, so are we doing a little taste testing? Is that what we're doing? Well, we, we, we can do that in a minute. Yeah, well, I think got we, got so, we got a special we got one a special here to do, one too. Here too. Oh, okay. But it's a it's a rye and very good. So I'm going to give it a shot. It open. So we're going to take a break. Absolutely. And, we got, we got a sponsor. Uh, it is my birthday. That's and I right. heard that there's pie. That's right. <laughs> pie? Oh, God. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. It's time. It's time for the Creekside Church drive through Chicken Dinner on October 3rd. It starts at 11 a.m. and runs till the chicken runs out. Four pieces of chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, coleslaw, and a dessert. Creekside Church, right outside of Brookville, Indiana, in the little town of Clemmie's Corner, located at 11001 Bozzard Road, Brookville, Indiana. We hope to see you all on October 3rd at the Creekside Church drive through Chicken Dinner. So we're back here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, Table 12. And we got our special guest here, Mr. Gage Pace. All right. So before we get going too awful long here, um, we got a birthday here. You know, we talked about it a little bit early. So we, we actually have two because earlier this week, the word's wife, Robin, had a birthday. She did. Yes, she did. Monday. Turn 23. Again. Again. <laughs> so we want to wish them all happy birthday. We've been chowing down on some pie. She cake, makes an excellent cakes. apple pie. Apple pie made off of the Montag farm, off of Montag apples by Montag's wife. And fresh. Man, oh man. I, fresh. I, I, apples, apples picked today. Wow. I just had a cupcake. It was a, a maple bacon cupcake <laughs> so it wasn't there yes maple bacon cupcake. you can't go wrong with maple and bacon you can't i mean you know me anything with maple's good yeah a little bacon you know yeah. you just can't go wrong have you ever had a bacon donut i have they're oh freaking awesome god yeah we need a donut shop in town <laughs> we do yeah. i'd there weigh like go, 800 pounds yeah you got nothing else to do start a donut shot up Alan. that's right so we're gonna start we singing happy birthday or yes something? ladies happy birthday And many more. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. I'll do a little editing and make that sound real. I good. want to thank everybody for all the harassment I took today over Facebook and other means of uh, social media. We don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. He deserved every bit. Well, here, Jeff, in honor Uh-oh. of your, and your birthday, and we're going to make it a, a tasting tonight too, if you don't mind sharing with the rest of us something. I didn't. I didn't think we have it here, but Alan said oh, there's a my. little. Oh yeah. My little Elijah Craig small batch. 
Yeah, we can pop that. So I thought, and then, and then in honor of that, Gage here tells us he has never tasted bourbon. Nope. So we've got a virgin bourbon drinker. Yeah. The man, the man and, and grows, grows hemp and never had a <laughs> shot of bourbon. This might so, be the secret to it all. And it's not like, but it's, tell our, you know, tell our uh, listeners, what are you, you classically developed a strong flavor for right now? Natty Light. Natty Light. Yes. <laughs> All he needs palate. is some Bush Latte Apple. And he be- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Natty so, Light. So this is one of those deals. He's going to start out with Elijah Craig. Not, not you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not shooting down Jim Beam, but you know, that's, that's the stuff when usually you, know, you get started on. You kind of get started on. Jim Beam makes, makes some really good bourbon, but. Um, it's not top shelf. Let's say, let's put it that way. Oh. Yeah. But it's number one sold bourbon. It, it is. is. Yeah. And I still, I still drink it fairly regular. Oh, yeah. well, me too. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. It's a good mixer. It is. Yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, what I've got in my glass right now, though, is what did you minor case? Minor, minor case. Minor case rye whiskey. I guess I should have pulled that off. It's It's rye. We have our assistant at the counter, Robin, helping us get the bottle. (laughs) Don't drop and break it. (laughs) If it wasn't for her, I'd be, I'd die. So, so are these Yellowstone shot glasses? They're Yellowstone. They're limestone branch. Limestone branch branch shot glasses. We need a knife. Um, So we were originally uh, tonight supposed to be. Opening our barrel of yeah. Yeah. Yellowstone, Yellowstone with uh, actually not our barrel, uh, Batesville Liquor Co., yeah. and uh, it got delayed. So we'll let you guys know when we're doing that. That's going to be a fun night. Yes. Uh, going to do it live at Batesville Liquor Co., uh, do a podcast there. So if you're not doing anything engaged, you can swat, stop by there and, uh, and watch us do an opening of the uh, Yellowstone. Whenever, whenever that comes around, they don't know what the date is. New date is yet there, right? Right. They Stay don't know the date. To Facebook and we'll announce it. Yep, we'll well, get it out five. there. It's going to be a good time. Gage. Oh, good thing them are empty. Right. Now, All right. now wait, wait. Yeah, what's the proof on this? 94. 94%. They're, uh, 94 proof. So, Gage, there's a little process to this, All right. So, having not drank bourbon before. We'll start you out not the way I started drinking bourbon. <laughs> Which is, that would have been throwing a cap away. Here, take a drink. <laughs> That's it. Hey, try this. <laughs> and passing the bottle. Passing the bottle. So you wanna you wanna take a little sniff of it? Some would say sniff it through one nostril versus the other nostril and nostril, and you'll you'll get a little difference from one one nostril to the other. And then and then kind of hold it hold it up to your lips with your mouth and nose open and inhale just a little see we're kind of sores okay kind of sores okay and then take just a little sip and just kind of move it around your and so this isn't the taste that's gonna that's gonna be there but be the just kind of it just kind of gets your palate ready swish it around okay in your mouth, move it around a little bit and just take a second <laughs> Breathe in, breathe out. We got Doesn't this- taste like Nanny Light, does it? <laughs> <laughs> a little different. Okay, and then and then go ahead and take warm. a. Now take your a, next taste is take your another taste. another sip, and and that's that's the one you're you're really looking for the flavor. Ooh, 
That's really good. Grab that ice. We got to put one. We got to yeah. Put an ice cube in. Put there. one clunk Change of ice in it. Just grab. I don't so know. That's a little. It's a little warm. And this yeah. is so. This is uh, this is ninety four proof. So this is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Yeah. And I don't know what's the mash bill on this. Anybody know? I don't know why. Just put one chunk of ice in there. Yeah, just reach It'll in. We're change the taste. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing what just one little piece of ice will do. But um, yeah, I'm not sure what the mash bill is on this. It's it's pretty smooth, so I don't I don't, yeah, think, it's it too, is, I don't think it's too high rye. No, no I, really. I it, it's um it's not Yellowstone, but I mean no. it's got that same. It's not too overpowering with rye. Yep. Then just swish your swish the ice around a little bit, and then yeah, take another take taste another and see what the change is of it being chilled and just a little ice and it changes the flavor and everything it did yeah makes a difference for me sometimes it, it's better for for me that, that was a little sharper than, <coughs> than it was yeah for me it was a little smoother was it a little sharper for yeah. you yeah. different yeah, flavor yeah. but <clears throat> definitely so what do you think so, of bourbon I think I might stick to, to Natty Light. <laughs> a little bit. Longer. He lo- he looks like my wife when he tastes and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna taste this, but yeah, this just isn't it. You know, no. I had so, a feeling that you might feel that way, and I, I we were talking before we started recording is everybody's taste change, and as you get older, your taste change. Yeah, and I used to didn't like uh, dry wines. Now I like dry wines. It's because mm. I developed taste for them. Yep. And uh, I, we, I have learned there's a lot of bourbons expensive bourbons that aren't very good but there's a lot of cheap bourbons that are very we, good. we have learned through reuben that there's a lot of expensive bourbons, bourbons that, are no <laughs> that are no good alan's drains are real clean though <laughs> yeah we've i've actually we've actually brought a bottle and we tasted it and we dumped it out it i mean was it so was bad. so bad you couldn't yeah. mix with it yeah, it wasn't that even was good mix that's a 40 dollar bottle so wow uh, but some of this stuff that we do is really good and you oh, develop a taste for them and stuff it's all connoisseur stuff it's all yeah you do so there's also blended whiskeys i mean there's all different there's yeah. a big genre so yeah like we were talking about in your palate it'll change metallica's black and that's yeah a i want to try that well that's yeah. blended that's not a bourbon okay that's a blended but yeah try it yeah and, and the story behind that is kind of cool too it'll make me like it no matter what yeah it you'll like the worst that tasting thing ever and like this one was played to like trapped under ice and i'm like yeah i like it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Good to listen deal. to the podcast where we reviewed one and you'll get to hear some of the music that was with that um, yeah barrel cool so cool. Well, thanks for letting me try. Oh, sure absolutely. Thing. Appreciate that. So before you get drunk off that quarter shot, <laughs> uh, we got Gage out. on here. All you know, folks that have listened to us uh, since the beginning. Gage is one of our earliest guests uh, when we started a podcast. He owns Top Sale Hemp. Uh, he's kind of the forerunner in the state of Indiana, uh, growing, harvesting, and selling hemp products. And remind everybody how old you are, Gage. 24. 24. Whoa. He's, wow. He we was. Should, he's 23 should. last year. He's getting yeah. old now. I, got, I wouldn't even marry at 24. We Jeff, probably should have checked his ID before we gave him the bourbon, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check his ID. Just to put things in perspective, Jeff, how old did you turn today? <laughs> Almost twice 24. That's it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness. So... I asked Gage to be on to let us know. You know, when we left last time with him, we said, hey, let us know how things go. It was a crazy season last year, obviously, with all the COVID and everything. And How did sales and everything go? Yeah, yeah. So you're absolutely right. COVID, uh, so things were going so smooth last time I was here. I was just getting started. Um, I was looking forward to, to the grow and to the harvest for my plants back then. Um, 
and then COVID hit. Um, and pretty much every single place that I was working to market at, um, all the exhibits, the vendor events, everything from Traders World to the farmers markets, just everything just shut down. Right. Um, and I was already limited to those shows because I don't have a brick and mortar store. Um, so that limited me even more, but also it made me have to channel the way that I sell differently to online, which I think was good, um, to an extent. It, for, um, it forced you to, to develop that, that yeah, side of to the that, business, right? Get that side a lot more um, professional and um, user-friendly for the customers and everything, yeah. which was good. But, yeah, overall, COVID did take its toll on us. Um, we were pretty limited. And, yeah, it was, it was tough there for a while. Um, luckily for me, I was able to get a seasonal job um, at a, a local accounting office. So that helped keep me through the off season, which during the off season, it's gonna be um, hard to sell anyway. Um, when it's not warm outside, when there's not places to be and people walking around, it's and tough And that to works sell. for you. You've got a degree from IU and what? Uh, well, finance. There you yeah, go. Financial <laughs> so, so it's right, right yeah. down so your alley. So that was more on the on my, um, actual major. But so yeah, so it was tough, but I did what I could to, to keep the company going and keep it running until COVID, well, they got the vaccines and everything out to make it more normal. Um, so, yeah. Good deal. So, you also had a little catastrophe at the at your uh, greenhouse this past year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, when was that? November, I think, of 2020. What happened? So, um, during the summertime, I guess the winds, this is something I didn't notice all my whole life uh, until I needed to notice it. Winds pick up in November. Oh, yeah. And they pick up big time. And so what happened was last year when I built my greenhouse, I wanted to make sure that the ventilation was good. So I didn't put legitimate doors on my greenhouse. I just had these kind of slide up pulley walls that I made um, with tarp. Uh, so those were on. And then one day in November, I had it open and the doors were open. And if you think of a greenhouse as what's not really, it's a funnel house. Yeah. If you think of it as a giant wind tunnel. And that wind was coming right at the right direction that it was cutting through those two, the two, uh, you've got an open door on one end and an open on the other. It was cutting through there and it was so strong that it was blowing the doors on the sidewalls up, which the sidewalls aren't supposed to come up. They're roll up sidewalls right. and they're connected to a pole that is then anchored through concrete. The wind was so strong that day, I, I can't remember how high it was. I'm thinking 40s. Like, it was very high winds, gusts of winds that day. Came up, swept, hit the uh, sidewall, pulled the concrete pole out of the ground. And this is a 20-pound, just loaded concrete pole. Pulls it completely out of the ground. Um, the plastic walls held the wind, and, and the structure stayed, but it, it ripped the walls up. And... I saw it when I was coming back in uh, from church, went running, my whole family came down, and luckily my family was there for me at the time, so they came, and everyone was holding it down, and I don't know if any of you guys know my Uncle Rayboy, uh, he's a big guy, yeah. and yeah. the wind was so strong, it was pulling him up off his feet, like it was, it was, it was insane, <laughs> um, and so I took my dad's advice, he said, you know, it'd probably be better for you to just cut and run, yeah. um, and avoid this whole thing taking off, like... Um, Somebody Dorothy's get, house or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah. End up in that Kansas. Could, that end up, yeah, that thing could end up, God knows where, and someone could end up hurt. 
or worse. So, yeah, Dad said just cut and run. That's what I did. We got all the plastic off. The greenhouse sat all basically all winter without the plastic which, because it's not good to have the, the steel and stuff exposed right. to, the, to the snow. Right. Um, but we overcame that, and at least the, the greenhouse didn't take off. We made our repairs here in the, in the spring, uh, and we got back to it, and we have plants entering now. So. Yeah, I grew, I grew up in that world. My dad owned a greenhouse and nursery, and my neighbor, my dad knew, and we all knew as kids, we'd help get the plastic on. If the wind picked up, you just let it go. You weren't, mm-hmm. you weren't gonna hold. It. My neighbor was helping one day, and he's a big guy, and he, you know, the wind started to blow. Well, we all just let go because we knew let it go. Well, he grabs a hold of it. It pulled him up the side of the greenhouse almost to the top, and he's luckily he hung on. The wind sighed down. He slid back down. My dad goes, "Now, dummy, let go next time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You just gotta that that wind under under that tent, man. That's uh, that's a lot of force. Yeah. So since uh, since the last time you were here, your your business has increased, mm-hmm. and you've changed the market a little bit. You've added some items. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your items. Yeah, definitely. So, like you said, last time I was here, there was a whole different, all kinds of different things. This industry, one thing I learned really quick is that it moves and it changes a lot. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But it's definitely a dynamic industry that is always keeps you on your toes. Um, and if you don't stick with it, you're going to fall behind as, as a company. Um, so one of the in- more interesting products that has came out recently in the hemp industry is called Delta 8 THC. Um, and Delta 8 THC is, so it uh, occurs naturally in hemp and cannabis. So it's a natural occurring thing, um, but it's in very, very small amounts. So if you were to take a hemp plant or a cannabis plant, marijuana, and you were to break it down to all the different things within it, you would find a minuscule amount of Delta-8. So it was very unknown, unstudied, um, not much was known about it. So they took a whole bunch of it and continuously isolated out of the plants and figured out what it was, and they studied it over the past couple of years. They found out, looking under a microscope, genetically and chemically, the chemical makeup, Delta 8 THC is actually one, or yeah, there's only one difference uh, chemically, the structure. It has two bonds on its eighth carbon versus with Delta 9, it has two bonds on its ninth carbon. So that's the only difference between it and Delta 9 THC. So I, I want to remind everybody that this man drinks Natty Light. Yeah. <laughs> And he's so, 24 years old. 24 years old. So the difference in an eight carbon and nine carbon is reaction or what? So really not, not much. Okay. It really doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, and to, for the listeners out there that don't know what Delta 9 THC is, Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol is the substance that was banned back in 1970s uh, in the Controlled Substance Act. That's what they banned. Okay. Um, so that's pretty much what made marijuana illegal when they banned that. Okay. The cool thing is, is Delta-8 THC, since it's naturally occurring in hemp, number one, that's the first thing. It has to be coming from hemp. Um, and it's not Delta-9. Technically, it's legal. Even though it does, it looks the same under a microscope, um, barring that one bond. Um, and it does pretty much the same thing. Um, now, users report with Delta-8 when you're taking it, that that's about three-fourths of the psychoactive effects of Delta-9, so it's a little bit more mellow than its than its sister, Delta-9. Uh, and that one-fourth of effects that are missing, people usually say it's that paranoia, that anxiety, that stuff that is really a negative effect that comes with Delta-9. So it's a lot easier to manage and cope with, and the reason to take Delta ATH. Well, number one, like I said, the market is always moving. You right. got to move with the customers. Um, so there was always, as I, 
me personally, I like to sell the CBD for medicinal things. Um, I'm not too big on getting all whacked out and high. Right. Um, that's not that's not why I started Top Sell Hemp. Um, but constantly we'd have customers say, we want we want this stuff. We want the real stuff is what they would say. Um, that's what we heard all the time. We want the real stuff. That stuff ain't, ain't going to do nothing. It doesn't make a chin on my or the hair on my chin move you know so <laughs> it was just like they're always one that so we're like all right well we have this legal option and it we're able to provide it to them so why not give it to them um so now we have that option for the people that do want a little bit of a buzz um but also it does have medicinal effects as well delta 8 helps with sleep it helps with pain and it does a lot of the same things that thc does with minus those uh those bad effects so what what forms does does this come in this th the Delta C- ATHC, yeah. So you can get it. The way it works is just like CBD or any other cannabinoid. Um, so you can isolate it, and you can put it into gummies. You can put it into uh, a tincture to take on your tongue. Um, you can pretty much you can put it on in like a joint. Um, if you get enough of it isolated and put it on like flour. So now you mentioned that. So what I remember from the first time we talked with you, um, you had smokables. Mm-hmm at that time and there was something going on in the state of indiana and i think shortly after our discussion then the state backed off on your anybody's ability for the smokables in the state of indiana is that correct yeah is that still so that's still in effect yeah so the last time we talked the state of indiana was actually more lax on the hemp derivatives and the things that i could sell than they are now so I remember last time we talked, we went over a lot of like the regulations and how it would be a tough industry to get through. Um, and I remember all of you guys saying, like, I caution you to always keep your eye on these things. Stay close with Purdue and the Midwest Hemp Council to make sure that you're up to date because um, things can change. And when those do, you got to have a plan. Right. Um, and so it's funny because as I happened, the exact thing happened. Um, they banned what I was growing for halfway through the season last year. So I was growing in my greenhouse smoke smokable hemp intended to be smoked for cbd purposes um and what happened in august of 2020 is they said nope this is banned and they completely banned it and since then it has been banned um so i had to position myself in a different way to be able to sell it and to figure out i had to get creative about how i was going to sell my stuff um which i grew for and basically what i did um so in ohio it's still legal so I sold it to a company over in Ohio legally, and luckily everything worked out for me, where a lot of people who are in that industry, specifically for smokable hemp, are no longer in it anymore. And again, all these products are still, if I recall, it was, uh, is it 0.3% yep. Yep. That's still THC, the so that's still the standard, and yep. all these products that you're producing are still <coughs> th- that standard or, or lower. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, okay. Absolutely. Yep. And... um so yeah, so then now I'm growing this year, um, and I am trying to be creative and think about how I'm going to sell my stuff this year. Um, what my plan is is to be able to sell it to um, possibly the people who actually provided the genetics to me. Um, they have a buyback program, so I'm looking into that and seeing. Um, I might harvest it and sit on it for a while, but yeah, I've got to stay on my toes for um, the industry in terms of legality. Things are always changing. Hopefully, they're going to change for the better here soon. Um, actually, last legislative um, period, which was in March, um, they brought a bill up called the House Bill 1224, which legalized smokable hemp again. 
Um, it passed the House of Representatives, but then it got tabled at the um, at the senators with the senators. Um, so it didn't get yes or no. It just got tabled and died. Right. Um, so unfortunately, it's still banned. Um, if you're out there listening and you support um, hemp and all of its derivatives in the way that in 2018 um, Trump legalized it, intended it to be, um, please reach out to your senators and your House of uh, Representatives and let them know that you support farming of it. Um, and all its derivatives. Well, on that notion, have you ever thought of approaching the legislature yourself and and doing a presentation on it or contact your local senators and talking to them? I mean, I've found surprisingly there's a few of them that will respond to you and react to you very quickly on different subjects. So Mm -hmm. have you thought about that or have you done that? Yeah, I know uh, um, Randy Linus and I know Jeff Rotts pretty well now. Um, I, I reached out to Randy and he was super awesome about coming and meeting with me and talking with me about it. Um, right now I'm not sure, uh, if he would vote yes or no, but I know that he supports me as a farmer. Um, but he also has to look at it from every angle. Um, and I completely understand that. Well, and I think the thing to remind people in the state of Indiana is these aren't, these aren't the politicians that are going to Washington for you. These Mm -hmm. are the, these are the local, the local local representatives for the state for you inside the state of Indiana. So they're, they're, uh, passing laws and, and looking at laws for state laws not not uh, federal federal laws Mm -hmm. so you know remember those politicians are still a lot closer to home they haven't lost their minds completely yet right (laughs) so uh, you can still still reach out to home you can (laughs) that's that's right and they're they're coming to your communities and and you can you know again you've you've talked to these guys face to face right gage so yeah yeah so uh, yeah, so folks can f- folks can contact the, their uh, their representatives and in, in that in the state house. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I urge you to do it because on a different, totally different subject. Just real quickly, with health insurance in Indiana, a couple of years ago, you couldn't get health insurance. That if you got if you got the health insurance that was available in Indiana and you got hurt in Ohio, you had no health insurance. Right. Mm-hmm. And I called one of the state reps on that, and the gentleman. I sent an email that they called me. They had no idea. The gentleman calling me had no idea that that was a thing. And I'm like, "Are you serious? You're, you're the person you're representing signed, voted for it, and you don't even know you don't have insurance." And they're like, "Oh no!" So they start look. The next year, it got changed. So now there's different insurance available in Indiana. So I, I credit. I take all the credit for it. It was me waking (laughs) that one person up, but. I don't know what it was, but I mean that person, that rep, and I don't remember the name, but I don't want to mention. But they didn't realize that that was something. So, let those people yeah. know. Get on the email. Randy Linus's office is very good. Mm-hmm. I've sent different emails on two or three different subjects. They are very quick to respond. Someone will call you. They'll answer your email. So, whatever state you're in, contact your local reps and let them know what you're concerned about. Absolutely, yeah. And the last uh, time they came here and had like a local town hall, it really wasn't that long ago. I went and I had a really good conversation with Randy and Jeff, and um, so I think that really, really well. And hoping we're good. So, Randy, uh, this is what I'm gonna say about Randy Linus. Like we're the Common Man co- podcast. He was the common man who became a politician. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. So I grew up right down the road from him. Worked for his brother. Did work for him. He was a carpenter. Randy's Don't a pretty houses. good singer too, isn't he? Ah, uh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. I've heard him sing a few times. Yeah, he. In fact, when I was like in eighth grade, Randy 
and I think it was his dad, Pete, were still in business together. And they did an addition on my mom and dad's house. And that's right when Waylon Jennings came out with his first album. We had a great big old hi-fi. You remember those things? Oh, yeah. So I'd put that Waylon Jennings record on, and old Randy would be singing Lukenbach, Texas, and Good Hearted Woman. And and then his wife was actually a teacher of mine. Uh, So good family there. Randy is the common man there. Good guy. So Gage, I got to tell you, when you talk about some of your some of your newer products too, I've got some residents of my house that are really happy uh, because I've got some dogs that really freak out when the thunderstorms and fireworks go off. And so uh, we've been getting some products from you to uh, kind of help ease their ease their stress in those situations. So uh, they thank you. Yeah, thank you too. Awesome. So and and I've been getting. Um, uh, CBD oil from him, and I'm stocked up now, so I'm not getting any right now. <laughs> but let's talk about your internet sales. Um, that that's where I mean you're really pushing hard internet sales mm-hmm. for our listeners out there. Gage is going to offer you guys something. Tell them what you're going to do, Gage. Oh, should I go for it? Hey, go for go it. Go for All it. All right. I didn't know I was going to be reading this, but okay, here we go. So I have a question for you. Do you experience irritating arthritis, back, neck, shoulder, or anywhere else pain? Does the pain keep you from doing things that you love or interrupt your ability to get a good night's rest? You're not the only one suffering from this type of pain. In fact, 23% of adults in the United States suffer from arthritis discomfort. That's why we're proud to have Top Cell Hemp as today's sponsor for the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Should I continue? Continue. I've got more. Sounds great. All right. So Top Cell Hemp provides affordable CBD and hemp products that work to help alleviate pain and ailments due to arthritis and inflammation. According to a poll conducted by the Arthritis Foundation, 71% of patients reported CBD improved their ability to sleep, while 67 reported improvements in their physical function. Top Cell Hemp has something for everyone, from CBD pain cream to CBD oil and more. Find your peace and relaxation using Top Cell Hemp's proven lab-tested CBD products. Got one more part. As a listener to Cross the Line 1524, we're providing you with a special discount code that will take 10% off your first or next order on TopCellHemp.com. Join thousands of other thousands of others who have had success using CBD to manage their ailments. At checkout, use the code 1524 to receive your 10% off on TopSellHemp.com and find your happy place today. So for our listeners, go to TopSellHemp.com, place your order at checkout, use discount code 1524. If you can't remember that, just give us a call. We'll tell you what it means. Uh, it's 10% off your next order. And that's right. 15 slash 24. Oh, you're using slash, a slash. 15 right. slash 24. Nice. Stay true. Awesome. The brand, 10% so. off. Awesome. We're all, we're all headed up to our computers here in a minute. Yeah, I'm pulling my <laughs> phone. Getting my phone out right now. That's uh, awesome. I like to speak a little bit to customer service, uh, You know, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I put an order in, and... Uh, Gage had a system glitch or something back in, back in the first done and uh, on an online order, and I can tell you the customer service was top notch. Uh, he jumped right on it, took care of it, and took uh, made the order filled up uh, right away. So uh, I thank you for that. And I'm in a customer service field, and it's very important to people to know out there that if they put an order in, they can actually get to the guy that actually fill in the orders, and they can actually get things done. So. Uh, uh, I, I encourage people to uh, take it a shot for top sale. Yeah, I've seen his delivery service a couple times. I am too. <laughs> he does a good job. It's all well, good. Well, one nice thing with dealing with the small business and small company is, like Ruben just said, when you're dealing, when you're placing an order, you're probably dealing with the owner, the shipper, 
you know that's doing he's would depend on what the day is and what time of day is what hat he's wearing so um yeah having a small business a guy who's in touch with it's going to take care of you because you are his future and, and his life so it means a lot to that person um when you deal with a small business and you know we deal with mr corporate america they got somebody working that doesn't right. care but you deal with small company the person cares because it's their life and you know on the line Absolutely. So we're proud to have you as one of our sponsors. Absolutely. You yeah. know, looking forward to Thanks, a continued Gage. relationship. And, uh, you know, it's it's great what you're doing, man. Keep great it what up. you're doing. Good job. Thank you. Thanks for having it's me on a, again. What makes America great is a young young entrepreneur venturing Absolutely. out into a new a new world, a new new business venture. Absolutely. You know what I like about it? It benefits people. Right. It truly oh, yeah. does. It yep. benefits people. Yeah, it's not something you're going to pile up in the garage somewhere. It's something you're going to use every day. It's going to benefit everybody to make their lives better. Good well, job. I just want to know if that new product, if you get the munchies for Doritos after you use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stenger. Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And our special guest. Gage Pace. And we'll see you next time. Good job. Oh, what a fun, fun night we had at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Uh, you just heard our good friend Gage Pace, who is going to be one of our sponsors of Cross the Line 1524. Check him out at topsalehemp.com. Use the code 15 24 as a discount code, and you'll receive 10% off. Of course, we also talked about uh, some um, issues at the Speakeasy, which we've taken care of. Um, and once again, I don't recommend Home Depot appliance delivery. Just saying. As usual, we'd like to thank all of our listeners. Uh, if you would, just leave us a positive rating, uh, a positive comment, five-star rating, all that good kind of stuff. It just helps spread the word for our podcast. Also, if you'd like to be a sponsor like Gage, let us know. We're lining up sponsors now. We'd love to have you as one. For Jeff Montag, Dwayne Bischoff, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line, 1524. Out the door.